Welcome to this week's episode of Money Talk. We have another listener requested episode, and this week we're going to be talking about the index fund. What is an index fund? Well, it's a term that's getting used a lot more recently as people are learning about passive investing strategies for the long term. You'll have probably heard of the term mutual fund from the popular Dave Ramsey, but these topics are somewhat related. A mutual fund is an investment tool similar to an ETF, and I will talk more about these in the future as well in future episodes. But in today's episode, let's cover what is an index fund, who John Bogle is, how index funds work, how they can be used, index funds versus actively managed funds, types of index funds, and my thoughts and opinions about the index fund. Let's get right into today's episode. You know, we don't talk about money enough. It is a topic that just gets ignored for some reason, even though it plays a role in everyone's day-to-day life. Well, this is the issue that brought money talk to reality. I know you're probably too busy and don't have the time to research and learn about all the things that go into personal finance, but that is where this podcast, Money Talk, comes into play. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming, and I'm here to do the research and learn all the extra stuff about personal finance for you. The goal is to simply get us talking about money. So let's get talking. So the first thing we're going to get into is what is an index fund? Well, the definition from Investopedia is... An index fund is a type of mutual fund or exchange traded fund ETF with a portfolio constructed to match or track the components of a financial market index, such as the S&P 500 index. Well, an index fund honestly can be a very simple investment, especially when you're just investing in the S&P 500 or when you're investing in a total market index fund or a total world index fund or a total bond index fund. The index funds can be just very simple, like I said. It's also like a group of stocks. Like the S&P 500 is the top 500 companies. And an index fund that tracks that is an index fund that's comprised of those 500 companies. So when you're buying that index fund, you're buying a piece of all 500 of those companies through the index fund. Or the total world fund, you're buying a piece of all those companies. So index funds are also a way to diversify. Let's talk real quick briefly about an ETF and a mutual fund because index funds can be both ETFs and mutual funds. So ETFs trade like stocks and mutual funds trade differently wherein the price is recorded at the end of the day on a mutual fund. So they're, they're a little bit different in that sense and in the way they trade. ETFs can be traded a little bit more throughout the day and rapidly and mutual funds are more so one time things where you trade once a day. Um, mutual funds usually have higher buy-in minimums. So you'll commonly see on Vanguard's site that their mutual index funds have a $3,000 buy-in and then they don't trade throughout the day. ETFs, however, can trade like stocks and you can get fractional shares. So you don't have to put a whole $3,000 into the S&P 500 index fund if it's an ETF. So that's probably part of the reason why I would choose ETFs over mutual funds But do a little bit more research into those as those are the vehicles that you can invest in an index fund with. So next, let's talk about who John Bogle is. So John Bogle, he's commonly contributed to being the founder of the index fund. He worked for Vanguard. I believe he founded it, but he really pioneered the index fund as we know it because he wanted to create more simple 
and passive investing tools for the common investor. So you didn't have to be a great stock picker and you didn't have to pick the best stock picker for your mutual funds. A couple of books that he's written that I would recommend. The first one is The Little Book of Common Sense Investing. And the second one is The Bogleheads Guide to Investing. Both are great books that I've listened to and I would highly recommend anybody else who's looking to learn more about index funds or learn more about a more passive approach to investing. And what is the term boglehead? Well, it's a group or just a following of John Bogles that subscribe to his ideas with the passive index fund approach where you just, the more important thing is your savings rate and not your stock pickings, where it's just important how much you're saving instead of where you're investing it. You just put it all in an index fund and then you make sure you're saving 20, 25% or 15 or 10, but you make sure that your bigger focus is on how much you're saving and that you're always putting it into that index fund. And there is a website for it as well as a subreddit on Reddit for Bogleheads and some great forums out there that talk about how to get into it, how to really focus on it. And honestly, it's a very, it's a very passive approach, like I've said multiple times. So next, let's talk about how index funds work. How do index funds work? Well, they track an index, like I've mentioned, the S&P 500. The term is to be the market instead of beat the market. Because if you're just investing in index funds, you're investing in what people just commonly track when they say the market's up or the market's down. They're typically looking at the S&P 500 or a total market index. And if you're just investing in those, over time, they go up. Like that, that happens. Obviously, they come down and there's fluctuations in the market. But over time, when you look at really long-term pictures, you're like, wow, I wish I would have got in 20 years ago when it was way down as it's increased and grown and grown faster and faster. So an index fund is just the term being the market. And then you don't have to worry about which stock's the right pick, which mutual fund manager is the right one to beat the market. It's a lot easier to just set and forget. There's a great platform that I use for my Roth IRA called M1 Finance. And you can set it up so it auto invests, but also you can just set up automatic deposits. So really it's super simple. You set your allocation to your index funds on there or to stocks if you want to use it in that way. But we're talking about index funds right now. So you just set your allocation to say 75% stocks, 25% bonds, just using a total, total stock index fund and a total bond index fund just to keep it simple. So when you set it like that, then you just set up auto deposits because you want to save $500 every month to max out your Roth IRA. And then when you put the money in there, it'll automatically invest it for you. And you really don't ever have to look at it. That's one of the things that I think has helped me with index funds and not having to worry about the stock market is I don't have any of my stock trading platforms apps on my phone. And they're buried in like a like three layers of folders. So I don't ever actually like notice them. And I just leave them. I don't worry about them because I'm not in the investing game to make money in the next 30 days or something like that. It's for 30 years. So it's a lot easier to set and forget. And then one cool thing about the index funds is they're self-cleaning. You don't have to worry about failing stocks. If you were to buy all 500 of the S&P 500 and one of them falls out of the S&P 500, you have to go in yourself and make sure you take it out of your portfolio. But with an index fund, those sort of things just automatically happen because you're tracking the index. So when you just buy the index fund, they'll adjust it for you. And that's where the small expense ratios come in for index funds, but they're totally worth it because they're self-cleaning. So you don't have to worry about that one stock 
that crashes and goes to zero because it's going to fall out of your portfolio before it hits zero. And the other ones in your portfolio are going to keep going up. So you really, it allows you to be diversified without having to worry about all of the different stocks in your portfolio. So next, let's talk about how you can use index funds. So how do you use index funds? How can they be used? Well, like I said, they're a set it and forget it sort of thing. So you figure out what allocation you want towards certain markets or certain indexes, set it, set up auto investing through mutual funds with like Vanguard or Fidelity, or like I mentioned, M1 finance, you can auto invest into ETFs. So however you want to do it, set it up and forget it. That's, that's it. It's simple as that. The next way is it's a very easy way to keep your money diversified. That's another way they can be used. Cause if you're in a total world index fund, you're, you're in every, like you're in every market and so on. Like you're invested in pieces of everything. Obviously indexes like the S and P 500 tend to weigh towards the larger companies because they make up a larger percentage of the S and P 500. So if you're really concerned about that, that's something you can look into. But honestly, I wouldn't worry about it because if they, if one of those really large companies fails, another one's going to make up for it and everything's going to shift around and it'll be just fine. Index funds can be used in a really simple manner and you just don't have to worry about them. You don't have to say my mutual fund manager did a great job this year. They made me this much money or they did a terrible job and lost me all this money. You get to just be the market and you get to just leave it alone. It kind of stinks when the market goes down, but you don't honestly have to worry about it that much because you know, it goes up more than it goes down. Next, let's talk about index funds versus actively managed funds indexed funds versus actively managed funds well let's talk about fees fees shouldn't be the first thing you worry about obviously you need to figure out how much you can save i think that is the first thing to worry about how much can you save and then figure out where you want to put it and what you need to use to meet your goals so like i said my my investing goals is 20 30 years down the road so i can easily just be the market I don't have to make big gains. I can just match it because I can almost guarantee, obviously nothing in the stock market's guaranteed, but in 20 to 30 years, I sure hope the stock market is higher than where it's at or else we got a lot of problems. But fees, index funds are far cheaper because they don't need to be managed. Maybe once a year when a company falls out of the S&P 500 and another one comes in, they have to sell and rebalance a little bit, but they don't charge a lot of fees for that. Actively managed funds can have much higher fees because you have somebody that's continually watching the market and buying and selling in your fund for you. So then you end up having to pay larger fees. So if you don't want to pay fees, just go with the index fund. And then you don't have to worry about trying to pick the right fund manager or find the best fund. You don't have to worry about who's, who's the hot mutual fund managers right now. Who do I need to invest with and all that sort of stuff. You just set it and forget it. Like I've said many times in this episode. So next let's talk about some types of index funds. the different types of index funds? Well, there's the S&P 500, which is also known as VOO as an ETF and VFIAX as a mutual fund. Like I said, there's a little bit of a difference there, particularly in how much you can buy at once and when they're traded throughout the day. There's a total world index fund. There's international index funds and many more. There's also Fidelity Zero index funds, which I think are something worth mentioning because one of the things that I've landed on with these Fidelity zero funds. There's no fees. It's completely at zero. 
And honestly, if you're going to stick with Fidelity very long term, they're good. They're good for you because you can't transfer them out of Fidelity because Fidelity is the only place that offers them. So if you're going to stick with them for the very long term, they're fine. They track the same thing and there's less fees. Next, let's wrap up today's episode. I have some thoughts and conclusions about index funds. thoughts or how do I use index funds? Well, I love index funds. I plan on them being the main force behind my investing for a long, long, long time until there's a large sum of money there that we need to really look at the more specific things. But I plan on being the market is really a really long time and being a lot in stocks so that I can grow in and, and grow faster through equities instead of bonds. I avoid single stocks and actively manage funds completely. I just I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to say, hey, is this the right stock right now? Is this company going to go up? Is this uh, mutual fund manager going to do a good job? Is that fee worth it? I just set it in an index fund and forget it, which I've said a lot. Maybe that should be the title of this episode. Episode 24, set it and forget it. But part of, I think, the set it and forget it is to develop a written plan. Because if you don't have that written plan, the stock market might go down and your index fund isn't looking so good. But there might be an actively managed fund over there that somehow is in the right market at the right time and starts to go up. And if you don't have your plan written down, it's a lot harder to stick with it when the going gets tough. So I guess the the first thing before set it and forget it is to write down your plan. It can be as simple as we're going to be 75% in VOO, 10% in a total US index fund, and then the remaining percent in a total international stock fund. Something like that. Just write it down. That way when the going gets tough, you have something you have to check yourself on and you have to like back yourself up with. And if it's not in your plan, then don't do it. And if you actually want to consider it and change your plan, we'll look at what that would take and do some more research behind it. But when you don't have a plan, it's a lot easier to get sidetracked by the emotions of investing and things like that. Well, I hope you learned something today about index funds in today's episode. I hope I was able to provide you with a good summary so that you can go out and learn more or that my thoughts will help drive you towards investing in index funds. This was another listener requested episode, which is super awesome. So if you listening right now have a topic you want to hear me cover or any questions, please submit them to moneytalk.ffc at gmail.com. And you can also use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message. And then I can play it on the podcast and then I can answer your question directly, which is always very fun when I hear other podcasts answer listener submitted questions through voicemails and messages and things like that. But thank you for listening to this week's episode of Money Talk. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Money Talk. The Money Talk show is provided for informational purposes and should not be used for personal or specific financial advice. Every situation is unique and different. Please make sure to do your own research for your personal financial situation.